We are excited to have with us across the board, this is from left to right on your radio dial, we have Brett Weiler. He's the director of Capital Formation for the flagship Opportunity Zone Development Company. Welcome, Brett. Thanks, Joel. We're glad that you're here. Kathy Dahlkemper, she's the Erie County Executive. Welcome again, Mrs. Dahlkemper. Great to be with you. And we have James Grunke. He's the CEO of the Erie Regional Chamber and Growth Partnership. Welcome back, James. Thank you. Nice to be here. All righty. I think Brett is the only one that has not given his origin story on the show. So, again, it's a family program. We like to hear where where people come from. Did you grow up here or were you a transplant? I am born and raised in Mill Creek, uh, Mill Creek School District, and then a cathedral prep graduate. Yeah. And then I spent about five, six, seven years in Cleveland, Ohio for undergrad. Uh, Came back to Erie for what I thought was going to be a very short stint. That was about 12 years ago. I am now married with two kids. I own a house in the city of Erie and I work in eerie economic development. So things have turned out a little differently than I thought, um, but I'm thankful and blessed to be here in Erie. You know, there's a quote from Godfather 3, I thought I was out and they just pulled me right back in. That's fitting, yes, exactly. (laughs) All right, so we're talking about Choose Erie, and of course, the three of us and all of us here in the room have chosen Erie. There's other places that we could have chosen, but we chose Erie for our families, for uh, our community. Um, And now we're saying, you know what, how do we have folks choose Erie that might be in a, in a site selection process or, or maybe they're homegrown organizations, but now they need to grow and they, they make that, that critical decision. Do we stay or do we go? And so, uh, Mrs. Dahlkeber, uh, talk about um, this concept of uh, up for the job. Sure. So actually, um, not too long after GE had their last big layoff um, and we lost about 1,500 uh, jobs out at that plant, the leadership of the union came to me and said, look, it, there are good people in this community who have great jobs, uh, skills, and they're not working. And is there some way that we could market our um, people to the greater world? So that's actually the origins of it all. Okay. And they called it up for the job, that Erie County was up for the job to any company out there. Um, As we collectively came together and there was a a number of people at the table talking about this, we really said there's really more, a bigger issue here. We just aren't on the radar period. Um, If someone who is a site selector or, you know, looking to move their business somewhere or add another division to their business or even start a business. uh, If you Googled, you would not normally come up with Erie County Pennsylvania as being uh, a community that you could find much information out about. So the information was really in different places and not collectively brought together. And so we decided that it was really key that we have that outward facing view to that world out there, a portal, you know, a front door, basically to economic development in Erie County. And so from that um, first talk about up for the job evolved this greater platform that uh, deals with a lot of issues uh, besides just the skilled workforce, but called Choose Erie, so that when entities, whether, as I said, whether it be a site selector or some company out there is trying to find out about our community, they have a one-stop place that they will come up when they Google that or search it in some way. And from there, uh, then it would be up to our economic development team to act upon even someone looking at our community. And so that 
and so we created this portal, but it's really much more than that. There's so much information on that portal and there's so many great links to our universities, to our uh, certainly to our economic development um, entities and uh, and the chamber really um, has been charged with sort of being the lead. I guess you might say the concierge who then um, when, you know, because when you go into a place and you need to know what to do, right, you go to the concierge right. at the hotel and you find out what should I do here? Well, we needed somebody in this community or some entity to be uh, the purveyor of saying to these companies, this is who you need to talk to. This is, uh, you know, this this entity within our economic development ecosystem or that entity. And this is what we have to offer. And that's where uh, this Chuziri then became part of uh, the chamber's role. Uh, James, I want to ask you about Missoula. Uh, you know, again, uh, that's where you your most immediate uh, pr- um, uh, place where you, where you were working before you came here. Uh, what was Missoula's approach to site selectors? What was your outward face out there? Well, very much what was described, but we have to always keep in mind nobody is thinking about your community or so there's nobody thinking about Erie so we've got to get in front of them um, and so we did a lot of outreach to site selectors we would send them information we would send them uh, stories that were happening in our community we had a really regular communication strategy we would bring them to um, Missoula so we could explore the story we would go to where they are uh, you know the largest concentrations are in Chicago and Dallas mm-hmm. and so we would go and visit them and talk about our story that um, sounds I mean if for the average business owner sitting in 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 an eerie office listening to this that sounds like typical sales you had your sales agents out there that's exactly what it is and so that's kind of something that we haven't really had here right we have not and um i think it was a huge hole for us when you're trying to um grow businesses here and attract businesses here we we really need this type of work being done and and unfortunately um we hadn't been doing that. Is is there something about how we're um, organized from a state level that's holding us back? Or is just one of those things that we we kind of got off track with Develop Erie and the Inland Port and kind of our recent history? I mean, I mean, not, not to throw the blame game around, but we're trying to figure out, you know, kind of normal, duh kind of stuff not happening here in Erie. So I do think part of this is uh, with the demise of Develop Erie, and they certainly had a big footprint within the economic development ecosystem. But I also will say, from what I've been able to garner and really kind of flush out of this, um, we all weren't sitting around the table together and and deciding collectively how we were going to do this. You mentioned that last time you were here, uh, Kathy Dahlkemper, that that basically we were not speaking as one voice until pretty very recently. That's exactly right. You know, and I mean, um, Develop Erie had their footprint. The chamber uh, through the growth partnership had their footprint. The Erie County Redevelopment Authority had their footprint. But often those footprints didn't yeah. connect. And uh, and that's I actually brought together a team of people about a year and a half ago who were the board chairs of all these different economic development entities and said, Let's look at this collectively. Are we doing what we need to do for this community? We pretty quickly decided no. And then we decided there has to be a lead entity, that concierge position. And we collectively decided that it really should be in the Chamber's Growth Partnership. And they were in the middle of a CEO search. And so, uh, you know, the the uh, board chair 
asked us, what do you want us to look yeah. for? And they this. put the brakes kind of to the to the search until they really they did uh, until, recrafted until the uh, job description. Community wide, right? yeah. we decided that we all were going to come around supporting the chamber doing this and having that role. And I think that's the difference is, is we didn't do this in a vacuum. The chamber didn't do this in a vacuum. It was actually driven by the whole community with permission. And that gave the chamber, I think, the ability to go out and seek the right individual. We're talking about economic development and choose Erie as as a strategy, as a one-stop shop. Brett, I want to bring you in because uh, your former role was at the city. Um, did uh, the city was working together with the county and the all the other agencies, or but were, was there always kind of that economic development role uh, over these past couple decades, or not so much? Um, I'm not sure I'm the, the best person to answer the, the historical context right. of City Hall's efforts, but I know when I uh, started working for Mayor Schember, that was certainly a focus of his yeah. uh, to amplify the role of the Department of Community and Economic Development under his watch. Historically, uh, I think it was seen as more of an extension of the Pittsburgh HUD office, and so they were mostly focused on CDBG grants and, right. and, and that sort of activity. Um, but Mayor Schember and the director, Chris Groner, I think, believed that the city had a role to play in econo- economic development. And that role um, perhaps needed to be more prominent than it was in the past. And so um, he created the, the the role of business development officer, which I had um, for about 11 months previous to this role. <laughs> People are moving fast in and yeah. out of that uh, fifth floor, I must say. I, I will say <laughs> that ahead. the mayor Schember has been yeah. at this table, you yes. know, as we were collectively as a community, mm-hmm. because the city of Erie is obviously a big player in Erie County um, itself. About a third of the people live there. A lot of the economic activity happens within the city. And I think we all know that how the city goes, so does our county and so does the region. So um, that we have a mayor who really takes this seriously and puts a huge emphasis on economic development, I think is critical. And and also when you're talking about things like real estate and infrastructure it, and that cap- capacity to backfill, I mean, you know, the electric is there, the water is there, the sewer is there. Uh, for the business parks that are backfilling some of these brownfields, right, James? That's right. And, and I mean, we really have to rely on our public sector partners to because they're the ones who are going to provide all the necessary infrastructure. Um, and so we can't do it with, without them. And so, you know, part of the decision point of why I would come to Erie was the fact that you had a county executive um, and a mayor that were very engaged and understood the process. And I just want to go back to Brett for just one second, because I don't want to make light of the fact that he was only in the mayor's office for a short time. He didn't know he was coming back to the chamber. Uh, He has just crafted the Opportunity Zone um, uh, um, umbrella, and it made sense for him to come here. And the mayor really thought, you know, if that's the best interest for the city of Erie and the, the our entire community then it made sense to come back but it was not uh brett didn't even know he was coming back to the chamber until i announced in a public meeting uh he was coming that's <laughs> true that's true it was an interesting meeting <laughs> that, that's awesome we're talking about choose erie you know if you were a site selector or even if you're just a, a growing organization uh within the community here you're in erie county you're you know you're you're having a couple good sales years and you know, you're starting to bust out of the seams. What do you do? How do you grow? Who do you talk to? I think the idea here is there's a one-stop shop to at least get initiated, the front door 
kind of uh, uh, as a uh, county executive Dahlkemper said, uh, this is this is a concierge to walk you through. It's like, how do I how do I get those stones tickets? <laughs> you know, how do I how do I get uh, to the front row and and uh, partake of all of the uh, all these amazing different programs that are available for grants and for low interest loans and for building and 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 help and you know navigating the code structure and so on. So uh, going to James Grungy. So uh, again, they've assigned kind of your organization to be the concierge. And you said there's 40 different organizations that you might be uh, you know tapping on their. Doors. That's right. That the view economic development as part of their charge within our our county, and we should be viewed as the entry point. Um, it's really complicated and confusing to try to find out who does what and how could that help my business grow and succeed. And I like to say, you don't need to know who that is. You just need to know, need to know we know, and we're going to put you in contact. So while we're going to be the marketing and the outreach arm for economic development in this community, we're not actually doing the revolving loan fund or putting the grants together or all the many necessary ingredients for successful economic development. We're the we're the the marketer, we're the cheerleader, we're the coach, sometimes we're the quarterback, but we're just central entry point into a confusing system and we want to make it simple. Okay, and and it's it, it, again, if you have the knowledge base and also the one of the keys here with choose Erie is that there's a one collection point of data we had uh one of the fellows from uh from erie county who's kind of the data guru jeff right? yeah jeff, jeff yeah he was here kind of under trying to help us understand that part of the thing and so uh I, again if if you're if you're looking for real estate in um and you're a a site selector or you know that business partner where you go go to the chamber first that's right that's right and it's a, and I, I know it's much beyond nope. real estate, but sometimes site selection is misnamed. It's really site elimination. They mm-hmm. want to get Erie off the list as quickly as they can because they don't want to have to do all the, the research and learn about this is what the workforce looks like and all those trends. And so we have to put it in front of them. We're trying to stay there as long as possible. They're trying to get us off their list as quickly as possible. And so if we didn't have a tool, I mean, the fact that Erie didn't have a tool like this until twenty. 18 is a little astounding, yeah, yeah. Um, be, but this this tool is not just for people looking at Erie. Anybody who actually works here should go to the Choose Erie website. You can learn more about this community and what's happening and what the trends are on that site than pr- probably anywhere. Okay. the You know, it's beyond just the business part of this, though. I mean, when you have, especially with somebody coming from out of town, they're going to want to know, okay... Um, you know, what are the schools like? What, you know, where, where do I want to place this? What, what's my tax situation going to be? What are my liabilities? Where's LERDA? Where, you know, where's tax abatement uh, structures? Uh, what's the workforce look like? How many uh, people are coming out of uh, the educational system that might have the skills that I need to do all this? Are you able to, to capture all of that data? Yes. Yes. And more. I mean, Erie County data center is probably the most sophisticated data center you'll find anywhere in the country. We can find uh, we can find college graduates uh, from any one of the universities. We did a search just recently of the four universities and had CEO and a little over 200 names across the United States popped up um, that 
are a graduate from one of the four institutions and the, have CEO in their job title. Wow. And, and we can track, we probably can be tracked more than people want to know that we can <laughs> right. track. Yeah. Uh, um, but this is how you have to do it to make informed decisions and informed outreach. Um, it's always going to be about workforce. So we need to align, can we find our uh the workers here are we producing that people are demanding and the choose eerie site is the first step of helping them understand yes that is the here are we finding from this these data points kind of where our holes are at mrs Dahlkemper? i mean like would you i mean like i i think about this concept we still don't have our community college yet are you know uh janet anderson tells us that there are certain areas uh, especially in healthcare where we have major shortages or are are anticipating shortages. And then there's some places where, you know, we have all kinds of communications degrees. Shane and I can attest to that. But, uh, I mean, are we able to kind of say, hey, you know, you know, from all of this data that we can gather, here's here's where we really need to buck up and uh, get some more help for the for the jobs of tomorrow. Certainly, and the data center can do that in, in a multitude of areas, and we've already seen that. And um, I know you want to talk a little bit more about um, land and buildings and things like that, but you can just pull up the data on the data system, and you can find out pretty quickly uh, that we don't have, uh, for example, Class A office space yeah. available. We don't have um, empty buildings that are really conducive to some entity coming in and, and fairly quickly setting up shop. And People need to understand that those 12th Street buildings are all full, or many all, of for them the most are. of them are. Many of them yeah. are, and the few that aren't are um, in such condition that they're going to be a lot to rehab them and okay. get them up and going. But um, even raw land, you know, how much raw land do we have? And do we have enough acreage for some of these entities that might require larger amount of acreage? And then you can also see what... Um, utilities and other things go to that piece of land that there is because you might have a piece of land that doesn't have maybe uh, the water to it or you know whatever that uh, entity might need so that's what's great about that data center you can pull all this up and more and we're tying it into Erie Vital Signs which we've been looking at Mm -hmm. for years and really trying to refine Erie Vital Signs so that it is um, seamless when you look at this so that's going to help us continue to find our gaps, and then see how we fill those. And Brett, and we're going to talk about your strategy for Opportunity Zones in a second, but when you think about the Opportunity Zones and maybe the lack of some of those resources that would be like shovel-ready, what what do you think you can do about that? I mean, is that a major concern? or um, I wouldn't classify it as a concern necessarily for me. My role is in, in part to cultivate a portfolio of projects and the universe of projects is what it is. Um, so it's my job to go out there and identify those projects. I would say in the context of the Opportunity Zones, we categorize projects in a couple different ways. So you have a development, development-ready development real estate project. You have startup or operating businesses that are deemed investment grade. Um, and then I would say you have available land and buildings um, that aren't necessarily development ready, but um, a savvy and sophisticated investor may look at those sites uh, in a speculative way yeah. and choose to make an investment and develop it so that we can then offer the market some of that class A office space that's needed. Yeah, I think I think it was um, I think it was Chuck Peters who told me there's 400,000 
uh, underutilized square feet of of space in the central business district. I mean, it, it's one of those things where we we even though there's a lot of space, it's not up to grade of what what some folks might want to have. It isn't, and it's it's very difficult. How can we get incentivize people to invest if I put ten million dollars into a building? At the end of the day, it's only worth six million dollars right so, now. Yeah. So the opportunity zone to get the full tax benefit, the pro- the money has to stay in the project for seven to ten years, and so that patient capital is what can allow the appreciation to happen. So my investment is not ten to six million; it's eight to ten years later. My ten is hopefully fifteen, and without that little financing gap. We're going to remain 400,000 feet of unusable space. Yeah, wow. We're talking about economic development and the concept of this Choose Erie portal. You should check it out, chooseerie.com. We are talking about Choose Erie. This is the portal where uh, economic development officials and site selectors and businesses would go to to find out if Erie is a good fit for growth. Or for um, you know coming to this place and setting up shop, we're talking to James Grunke. He's the CEO of the Erie Regional Chamber of Growth Partnership. Uh, Brett Weiler, the Director of Capital Formation from the Flagship Opportunity Zone Development Company, and the Erie County Executive Kathy Dahlkemper for her third visit to the program. <laughs> we're glad that you're here. Um, uh, I want to go to Brett here and, and talk a little bit, kind of zoom in a little bit on where we're at. With flagship opportunity zones and something that we really want to hang our hat as a community is just how much uh, national attention that we're getting that we really jumped on the front end of this uh, part of the what is it the job uh, the jobs the tax and jobs cuts bill or whatever it was uh, that's right the federal government right yeah so hats off to leaders in all three sectors of the economy the private sector our, our elected officials. And uh, leaders in the the philanthropic community. Uh, about a year ago, I, I had never heard of Opportunity Zones. I was working for the city, and uh, the progress we have made from that point, uh, in large part because of um, the leaders in the community who recognized that this was a truly um, transformative opportunity for us to further catalyze some of the market momentum that we're already seeing here in the community. So um, these leaders coordinated some some meetings early on um, to discuss ways in which we could formulate a strategy that made sense for us. Um, and uh, we were ahead of the curve from the start. Uh, we were the first city to launch an investment prospectus back in October. And um, that uh, really got the, the attention from um, a number of people from across the country that are in this space. Mm-hmm. And so we've tried to keep our foot on the gas um, from that moment. Uh, one step being the formation of the flagship development company, which uh, I'm the sole employee of. It's a, in essence, a subsidiary of the chamber, if you will. But the flagship role, much like um, Choose Erie, and, and it, we aim to, to, to work in coordination with the efforts of Choose Erie, but it's that concierge role. Yeah. And it's to um, cultivate a portfolio here locally of, of investment-ready projects, promote those projects broadly to, an, uh, to investors locally, regionally, and na- nationally. And it's to also try to unlock some local capital. Um, I think that there's a sense that um, 
most or all of this investment money has to come from these large national funds. It, it's my personal opinion and belief that there's wealth here and there's institutions and individuals that may be in position to, to, to invest in some of the projects that we have here in the marketplace. So, And again, the, the concept is that we're, we're trying to mitigate the tax liability of capital gains, right? I mean, that's what the goal is here. Yeah. So keep it high level. It's to activate dormant capital gains. Okay. It's estimated that there's $6 trillion worth of capital gains sitting on the sidelines. And that's mostly in part to the substantial federal tax liability. It's about 25%. Wow. So the thought is if you can incentivize people through some tax incentives and some deferral, a reduction or an exemption of your taxes, if you can incentivize them to invest in geographic specific locations, um, specifically locations that have not recovered from the great uh, recession of 2008. That was really the intent of the bill. Uh, and it's, I always think it's important to note that it's a bipartisan provision. And uh, it's, you don't see that much these days. Right. Um, but you had a bipartisan co-sponsors, over 100 from both parties uh, for this bill. And the target is low-income areas. And again, we, we, we have no shortage of those. There's nine tracks, is that correct? Eight census tracks. Eight tracks. census tracks, yes. okay. And We've organized those census tracts in, a, in a, I think, a more accessible way. So think of it as we have our central business and our waterfront development district, which is, you know, your State Street and French and Holland and down to the waterfront. And then we have our adjacent neighborhood district. So think your Bayfront Eastside Task Force and our R West Bayfront District. And then we have our industrial redevelopment district. So you have the SB3 site on East Lake Road. You have the Savacchio Business Park on the east side of town. And then you have that 12th Street corridor of an industrial space as well. So really, it, 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 it goes well with um, the focus areas of Erie Refocus, the comprehensive plan, correct? Yeah, and, and I uh, I would say that that was purposeful, but you certainly see some overlap mm -hmm. um, from the Erie Refocus plan and the census tracts that have now been designated as opportunity zones. Uh, also, fortunately, you see some overlap with some of our other incentive zones. So you have, for example, a Keystone Innovation Zone, which is a state-level program um, for tech-enabled tech startup businesses. So yeah. You see some overlap with the opportunity zones there. Some of our enterprise zones and some of our state opportunity zones also overlap those zones. So, and do, you think, do you think what uh, Senator Laughlin is trying to do in kind of getting uh, some additional state uh, matching funds could really help the opportunity zones? Sure. Um, you know, I'm not sure I'm privy to all of the details on, on what yeah. he's trying to do. I know that there has been conversations in Harrisburg about trying to align the Commonwealth's efforts with uh, the municipal efforts. And yeah, I mean, we're open to those for sure. I, I guess uh, County Executive Dahlkemper, uh, he told us on, on the show here that, uh, that the bordering states that we're competing with for these capital dollars are 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 sweetening the pie you know they're upping the ante if you will uh to what the feds are offering as far as uh, uh the tax abatement by adding additional uh tax uh incentives uh, uh you're hearing anything on the on the harrisburg level toward that end or? i'm not really sure where that's going on obviously the senator would have a lot more knowledge yeah. about that than i do um but you know anytime we can um as you say sweeten the pot yeah. make it more enticing Although, and, and Brett, I'm sure could speak to this more than I, but I think there's a lot of investment that hopefully will come from our own community into right. these opportunity zones. Um, you know, we can try to get all the investors from, you know, New York, Chicago, L.A., wherever, anywhere in between. 
But the best investment will be the investment that comes from people who actually truly care about our community, people who either live here now um, or people who maybe lived here in the past and, and still have a love for our community and have some capital that they could invest. I think that's going to be um, our best uh, bet on this because you've got to realize there's opportunity zones pretty much in every city right. across the United States. Um, you know, again, each governor could designate 25 percent of these census tracts in their state for this. So every state has them and um, there's going to be a lot of competition and when you look at that competition, you've got to find somebody who's going to have a connection here, I think, and, and try to get that investment in here. Uh, James, do you think that, uh, uh, that the concept of additional skin in the game is what is required for this community to kind of get this flywheel moving uh, more quickly? Yes, I do. But I think we see evidence um, because of the major investment we have occurring in our community now um, with uh, UPMC and Erie Insurance that signals to the the outside investors let's take a peek at at erie if we're not investing in ourselves why should anybody else Mm -hmm. and so this story now just amplifies and we need more capital and um incentives do matter and pennsylvania is not competitive and erie while Pennsylvania has a more limited toolbox than a lot of states, um, we're not even fully deploying the, the tools we have available to us now. Um, and Unpack so, that just a second. Well, we there are many other programs that should be brought to bear into our community for success. Opportunity Zone is just one. Are, are you referring to the CRIS as one of them? I'm even being more simple. Um, yeah. Tax increment finance districts, oh, the tips, new market yeah. tax credits, mm-hmm. historical tax credits, putting all the tools. So our job, we think, is here's the menu. Yeah. And the developer picks which one off the buffet line fits for them. Gotcha. And so we're not even trying to show the full menu right now. And that's where we need to really aye, get aye, to. Aye. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think that, that goes to the point that there are many things already available in that yeah. toolbox that we as a community have not been utilizing. And other communities have been very successful in Pennsylvania mm-hmm. utilizing those tools. And um, so we've got to make sure that we're certainly using everything that's in the toolbox. And then, of course, looking to see if we can get some more tools as yeah. uh, yes. we're trying to but, get more incentives. But to reiterate the point, Brett, I mean, it's it's awfully exciting when the Secretary of Housing, Urban and Development uh, says mentions Erie, Pennsylvania, off the top of his remarks, like Ben Carson did. But it's truly where the rubber meets the road. It's going to be more than likely people that have that affinity, have that skin in the game to to put investment, to put their uh, put their money on the line to make this Keystone uh, Opportunity Zone really fly. Yeah, so I think we play well in a couple areas. I think we play well with. Um, institutions and individuals in Erie or who have some uh, relationship to Erie, whether they grew up here, they worked here, uh, went to school here. I also think um, that you're seeing kind of at a national level, um, a new breed of investors that- It's that social investment? Yeah. So the the social impact investment, the triple bottom line investment. And Mm -hmm. I don't want to be misleading here. These folks are still looking for a financial return. They're, they're still capitalists, but they may be willing to take less of, of a return uh, for some social impact benefit built into the investment that they're making. Yeah. And the Opportunity Zone uh, provision is really um, 
custom made for that mindset because of the patient nature of it, because you need to hold these investments longer. Um, and, and so those social impact investors are willing to be a little bit more patient and to maybe, you know, not receive that 20x return, but maybe right. the 12x return with some ancillary social benefits built into it. And again, that plays really well with people that have an affinity for Erie. That's tremendous. Uh, again, uh, it's a it's a quarter to five. We're talking to uh, James Grunke, Brett Weiler, and Kathy Dahlkemper about Choose Erie and this kind of this whole economic development uh, ecosystem, if you will. Forty uh, different organizations that are that have something going on. Whether it is, uh, and, and again, we've had we've had everything from the Idea Lab at the library, where hey, I got an idea, and you and you can start, you know, getting some help with that. Through uh, you know what's happening at Ben Franklin, we've had all of these conversations on on this show. This is all about though uh, the concept of you know ninety five percent of growth is going to come from businesses that are already here in Erie County and allowing them to expand and grow. And and so, what are next steps? What, you know, for for you, James Green, you, you're saying that um, you're already getting to draft plans of 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 uh of your of your economic development model correct right we're economic development is really fairly simple execution is a little more complicated you know it's only business attraction business startup business retention expansion workforce development so we need to have a plan on that and what we do is we're in the final stage of crafting the the next five-year plan and we're going to have clearly articulated goals that we can measure and be held accountable for so we'll have a job creation number um, and we'll publish that number and we'll say this is what the industries are going to be and and we'll be held accountable for delivering so it doesn't matter um maybe we'll say we want 25 companies attracted or we want 25 companies started as soon as we know the goal we can build the strategy of how do you you do that and so we have that who's speaking into that or is it have they already done so we've been working on it really since the first since i first got here um, of putting these components together we did two activities we had uh first we've had a group of about a hundred different community and business leaders weighing in on what are the measurements that they want to see how do we know we scored a touchdown what's our goal in parallel we have to do which is called and i apologize for the jargon but we're doing a target market industry analysis that tells us here's where erie has a competitive advantage and why so we can tell that story why you should put your business in erie Mm -hmm. and again we didn't have that so we have to understand who our target is, and then we do a competitive realities report, and that's part about what is the, what's the landscape look like? Who yeah. are we competing with, and what advantages or disadvantages do we have? And part of it is, while it may appear that there's a lot of vacant land around, there's not very, there's very little land that's available. So what's the today. solution side of that? Identify it and say, how are we going to put that land into production or put it back into production? So I mean, is it? It's it's not fallow. It is fallow. I mean, is it? I mean, because we, when you look at the city, the city was built for one hundred and forty thousand people. There's ninety eight thousand people living in there. So somewhere uh, there's there's fallow land, but it's not. It's not, it's not ready. contiguous. It's not it's, ready. It's, yeah. So business is working. Not hey, in two or three years we'll have some <laughs> land for you. <laughs> they want to look at it today. Yeah, and so. If 
a site selector came to us today and said, I want 15 acres as fully serviced with freeway access. Fully serviced means infrastructure's in place. Mm-hmm. That's literally putting a shovel in. Yeah. We'll say, oh, well, you know, we have some grand plans. We're gone. We're done. Right. We're, we're off the list. Again, and what the concept was, who could we eliminate off of this site list? And so and we've been eliminated too often. So, so the, 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 object, the object is obviously there's real estate issues. There's workforce development, which is a little bit longer tail, I would think. And, um, and you're still working on the, the uh, community college. Mrs. Still Dahl working Kemper? on that. And, and we know that the need is there and we've proven the need is there. Uh, through the studies that we've done. And so we are still working on that and we are working diligently with the state. It has to, we have to find a way to get our workforce trained um, and be responsive to our businesses. And that's the great thing about a community college. It can be quickly responsive to whatever that need might be and it might change in six months and and some entity needs to be able to do that. And most of our schools, uh, particularly our four-year universities, can't move that quickly um, and don't really have the bandwidth to be able to do that. Right, right. We had uh, President Judge Trusilla on on Thursday. Boy, that was a great program. Learning about the uh, all of the ins and outs of the courts is a pretty lot. amazing. It's a very yeah, and he does a great job as a president judge. But yes, it is it is amazing, and it's I think it's probably got to be very interesting for your listeners. To yeah, yeah, learn it, all about that. It, it it was cool. All right, so um, all right, so individuals as as we try to understand. Because we want to be cheerleaders. We want, we want, we want to, I mean, we all have friends. I'm, I'm thinking about the fellow that works in the D.C. area that does, um, uh, does capital markets for, uh, he's, he's mostly focused in, in Africa and, you know, some of these uh, third world countries that coming up. Like, there's rising markets, I think they use the term. Anyway, but he's very interested in in what's happening here in Erie with the opportunity zones and he has access to capital. And so there's probably many people that are in, in the sound of my voice or, you know, I've got this friend or, you know, there, you said that you identified 200 CEOs that have graduated from local universities. What can we do as citizens to kind of get the word out like this? Because we, we haven't had that tool, you know, I mean, I mean, are we are we, are we going to go viral with Choose Erie or something like that? You know, start sharing the Facebook page. Well, <laughs> since I'm still new to Erie, uh, I, I'll say one of the, the best things people in Erie could do is actually like their community that they live in and promote this place as a great place. You know, the the most negative experience you can have in Erie is with an Uber driver telling you um, what a bad place this is. And that's that's not actually helpful. No. Um, and Erie has every ingredient for success they have there's so many amenities in this community that people other communities would love to have um and so erie is sometimes is is, uh worst best enemy is that the right phrase or best worst enemy um um it's the reason why we started this program basically but it's it's what you're saying engage in the community that you all love and be a part of it that's Mm -hmm. how we do it and then you know there are people looking at Erie all the time, or we're doing activities to bring people to, to Erie. And I know Brett wants to talk about yeah. one of them. Right. Well, yeah, and let, let's let, let's let you weigh in on uh, Erie Homecoming, huh? Yeah, so we mentioned earlier how we, we I think we play well with uh, investors or individuals or institutions that have a tie to Erie. 
And so one way we're trying to exploit that is to bring back the Erie Homecoming event. event. Um, if you'll recall, we hosted two events a few years ago, and it was really analogous to University Homecoming, um, where we want to bring people back to the market, and we want to tell them uh, the, all the great stories that are going on in, in Erie. And we want to talk about kind of that macro level story, yeah. the, the market momentum and some of the unique initiatives. And then we also want to tell the, the micro story and tell people about some of the projects going on. So we're going to be making an exciting announcement on Thursday about Erie Homecoming 2019. It's going to be focused on um, the opportunity zones in Erie, the projects in those zones, um, we have some very exciting national level partners that we've secured to work with uh, on this event or to execute this event. And we're going to be reaching out to a broad network of Erie expats or former yeah. residents and asking them to come back. And in previous iterations, I felt like we had a very soft ask of them. Like, hey, why don't you you know, yeah. invest in Erie? It was kind of a nebulous ask. This time, I think it's going to be a much more assertive ask because I believe that we have projects to share with them, real investment opportunities. So we're going to bring them to the market. We're going to showcase some of our projects. In addition to Erie Expats, we're going to be reaching out to a broad network of investors and developers and oh, foundations nice. and social impact organizations. We've been building a pretty large network of these folks um, in our efforts to promote the Opportunity Zones. So we're confident that we can we can fill the room for a couple days this summer and showcase some of the exciting things going on in Erie. So uh, I wish I could tell you more, but yeah. I promise to officially announce this later this week. Um, but I'm happy to come back and talk to you about more Absolutely. of the details as the summer progresses. That'd be awesome. We'd love to be involved. Our, our, one of the most impactful... Uh, Statements I heard was at uh, one of the homecomings. Uh, Jack Spear from NPR yes. was a key, keystone, a keynote pl uh, speaker talking about what is Erie's elevator pitch. And I thought that was like, you know what? If we could define what we want to be all about, this, this could go a long way to all being on the same page. Last word, uh, County Executive Dahl Kemper. Uh, this is all about getting all of the ducks in line you know, using all the metaphors, rowing in the same lane and getting it, getting it, uh, getting it as a one stop shop. We are doing so much better than we were just a few years ago. And, you know, we have more work to do. I think every one of us sitting here and, and probably most people in our community realize that. But um, to a couple points, we need to be our own cheerleaders. We need to be out there selling our community, both internally and externally. We can do that online. We can do it with our friends and family. But it's up to each one of us to be a part of what's happening in Erie County as a whole. And each person listening can help us make this happen. It's happening. Be part of it. Absolutely. And we'll leave it at there. 